0: Hey, it's seeking plum are you my friend my competition my frenemy or even my enemy at first glance it seems easy to decipher the difference but I'm not so sure about that let's ease into this I came across a quote recently by young Pueblo and it reads love is not I will give this to you if you do this for me love is I will give this to you so that you may shine. Yes, there are several different types of love, but this representation, this example, how many times do we even see this? So many times it's the transactional type of love or care that we see instead. Several weeks ago, a headline on medium.com caught my eye that reads, The Lost Art of Shutting the Fuck Up by John Gorman, and there was a quote in there that I just found was so heartbreaking. It reads, Nobody wants to understand you. They want to feel like you understand them. And I can understand that there is some truth to that to some extent, and yes i think that i'm even guilty of that myself but is that all we are if we break it down percentage wise are we mostly this way i just i i don't want to believe it but there are other topics and questions that i've thought about for years and have been digging into recently as well as a society or a culture we no longer seem to appreciate a person simply for existing, simply for being them. One of the questions that we typically ask when we first meet someone is, what do you do? Not what fulfills you, what brings meaning to your life, what gets you excited? And you may say, so what, but when you really think about it, typically, A person's job is not necessarily what they chose to do. It's not necessarily their dream job. And if every obstacle was removed, would you stay in your job now or would you choose something else? Something that gets you excited to jump out of bed in the morning? What's more, I think that there are a lot of underlying questions that come with that initial question of what do you do? And that is, what do you contribute to society or your environment, um, and what do, you, what do you earn? And even, uh, what do you do that might be of benefit to me? And all of that wrapped together, I think, is, it, it asks the question, what are you worth? Sometime in the last few months, I saw a clip either on TV or on YouTube showing a social experiment and they had actors either dress in business attire or in what you would see someone who was homeless wearing and they had these actors take turns lying down in the middle of a square to see how people would respond would they stop to help or would they continue walking by and Every person walked by the person walked by the homeless actor on the ground, but the person who was dressed in more business-looking attire or more average-looking clothing, they stopped for that person every single time. I know it's easy that in this example to pull out uh, excuses or even reasons why someone might not stop for the homeless person. It might stop for someone who looks like they work in an office. But what about somebody who looks like you or me and is living on food stamps? Is that person as valuable, as worthy as someone who makes a million dollars a year? Is someone who is disabled and is not bringing in a paycheck because they've earned it but because the government is giving it to them, as worthy as someone who is earning that million-dollar paycheck. I think that there are some subtleties here worth taking note of. We have some phrases that are a part of our language that we don't even think about. They're just so much a part of our everyday you know, lives, survival of the fittest, dog-eat-dog world, and this huge focus on success. I was re-watching a TED talk that I had watched a year ago, uh, recently, because I was looking for some information. um, And the gentleman had updated it with some more information. And he said that when they did a poll of millennials that, I can't remember the percentage exactly, but it was over 50%, want to either become famous or to become rich. Now, he wasn't pointing fingers at millennials, and neither am I. I'm rather shining a light on this culture, this society that has created a desire for, a need for success, striving for fame and money and what we even think success means. I've been talking with Georgie D about some of these topics. If you don't listen to her, you can find her on anchor.fm, as well as on iTunes and other places you listen to podcasts. That's Georgie D, D D-E-E, and she offered some perspective that although I have this focus on society forming what success is, that it also changes with our stages of life and it can also be formed by our belief systems, the cultures we live in, spend time in, and even our religions. So there is a sense of what society currently thinks success means, and then there is what we as individuals perceive success to mean to us. And I think there's a bit of a chicken and an egg thing going on there, because The individuals form the whole and so we are creating, forming what society thinks success means even if individually we have these slightly different perspectives. It's sort of a a groupthink mentality which somehow has determined that success is this competition not with ourselves but with each other okay so let's think about this a little bit competition is not a bad thing but there can be drawbacks in a society that is built on competitive success there's usually only two ways to succeed and i read about this in another article on medium.com entitled why don't americans care about each other i'll link to this also in the show notes and the author said a couple of things there these two different ways of succeeding Uh, number one you can pull yourself up each time you stumble you can climb the ladder and you can fight to achieve your goals and this creates character grit courage strength and confidence but the second way it's the easier route you can tear down others to elevate yourself and this creates insecurities lack of confidence. In case number one, when you are pulling yourself up each time you stumble, the result is more innovation, creation, collaboration, the ability to operate well within a team. Because each person is secure in what they can do well, in who they are. There is no threat from each other. There's no jealousy or little jealousy. So each person can listen to the other, can understand, receive information, and can also contribute to the group without feeling threatened in any way. But in case number two, well I don't think I really need to elaborate on some of this. You might work in an environment where someone does this where they tear down others in order to elevate themselves but there is a quote i think that is very fitting and i don't know who said it but hard choices easy life easy choices hard life so that person who is tearing down somebody else in order to elevate themselves they they are making the easy choice now but they're making life harder for themselves This was another excellent point from Georgie D that in order to acquire more money, to get ahead, to become successful, when you measure it with dollar figures, we have to take it off of someone else. So if we are spending our lives focusing on acquiring and acquiring is the nice way to putting it, but taking money from other people, again and again and again at some point is that not going to take a toll on our souls are we still going to be able to feel fulfilled or are we going to have that that black hole that will never fill because we just want to keep trying to fill it with those bags of money that will never ever fill that hole to the top so if we move success, the definition of success, away from a competition, what, what is it? What does it mean? To me individually, I don't know that I can tell you that today, but I did hear a fabulous answer from Georgie of what it means to her. It means to be a whole, healed, evolved, empowered person, a better way of living, of being, I have no clear message or conclusion. These are just some things I've been reflecting on and observing in interactions with individuals, with observing our culture, our society, and the impacts of an over-the-top focus on success. There are so many self-help, you know, podcasts and blogs and YouTube stations and Etc., etc., all oriented on success. How to be, you know, an entrepreneur or what have you. But in the end, what is really your goal? Do you want to wake up every morning and live out your dream every single day? Do you want to make money hand over fist so that you have more than the next person? Do you want to become famous? What is your answer? What is it you want? Will that be your success? Is that your definition of success? More importantly, whatever your answer is, however you define success, what is that going to do for you, for your soul, for your well-being? Will you become secure in who you are and collaborate and create and support each other? Or will you look over your shoulder and wonder, is that person next to you, your friend, your enemy, your frenemy? Are they going to attempt to tear you down to lift themselves up? Like I said, I am still pondering these things. And I feel like I am moving closer to the being more secure in who I am and what I can do and what I bring to the table so that I can collaborate with others and I can create on my own without feeling threatened or jealous and that kind of thing. But (laughs) that's not to say that I won't be looking over my shoulder and be cautious and looking out for those who might try to tear me down or try to step on my shoulder to get ahead. I feel for that person but it does not excuse the behavior. And please don't get me wrong, I don't think that it's an all-or-nothing, that it's a completely confidently secure person um, who, who can be completely amazing and, and all of these things and never jealous or threatened by someone else or someone who is you know, completely the opposite. I think that there's, a, 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 there's always shades of gray, you know? I think I once told you that one of my favorite questions to ask new people is, what is your dream job? Because it's always exciting to see someone's face light up when they talk about what they wish they could do, what they would love to do. But even, even did you hear that? I used the phrase, what they would love to do. And even the initial question of a dream job, there is still that inference of worth and value and what they, we are contributing, what we are earning, and, and my whole point of asking that question is, in part, to move away from that, but also, in part, to, to help people to dream, you know, to, to just think outside of the normal every day. I think I'm going to shift that question and now I'm going to start asking people when I meet them, what fulfills you? What gets you excited in the morning? What brings you to life? So this has all felt a bit scattered, but I think to wrap things up in an attempt to move my thinking away from the topic of competition. And when it comes to success I want to take a line from a Macklemore song and sort of adapt it and um, I can't remember exactly what song it is off the top of my head uh, it's right there I just can't remember but uh, the line is this is fucking awesome and I'm gonna change it to I am fucking awesome and that is not a statement of arrogance or cockiness but a comment of, of assurance that I know that I bring value to the table and because of that I can sit there and listen and receive from you and see your value that you bring to the table as well because you are fucking awesome. If you're listening outside of Anchor and you'd like to interact, I recently created an email address. Podcast at gmail.com. For clarification, that is S-E-E-K-I-N-G-P-L-U-M-B podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach me on Twitter, Instagram, medium.com, all under Seeking Plum. I'd love to hear from you, the good, the bad, and the indifferent. And as always, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. In today's episode, you heard music from Vortex, entitled Snowflake, available from the Free Music Archive under a Creative Commons license. The details can be found in the episode description.